0: This is the Toastcaster Podcast, Volume Forty Seven. Your host, Greg Gazin. This episode: Reliving Canada's inaugural Beatles concert fifty years ago today with Red Robinson. Today we have the legendary DJ Red Robinson who was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994 and he's the only living person who's rubbed shoulders and has been the MC with the likes of Bill Haley and and Buddy Holly. In fact in 1957 Red introduced Elvis Presley, the king himself at the Pacific National Exhibition in Vancouver and seven years later he introduced the four lads from Liverpool. I think many of you know who that is. The Beatles on the same stage. Let me
1: guess, yeah.
0: (laughs) Red, thanks for I know you're you're laughing, Red, but thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to speak with me here today. Today Now it's the 50th anniversary of the Beatles landing in North America. And back in February, there was a huge celebration about the Beatles appearing on the Ed Sullivan show 50 years before. But I understand that this Friday, it's a golden day for Canadians and even more special for those who be in Vancouver, because there's a special event happening. Please tell us about that.
1: Yes. The Pacific National Exhibition, and you recall this, we'll talk about that later, but I think on the 40th anniversary, you brought in the um, terrific uh, Beatles tribute group and called Rubber Soul, and this year we're doing it with a group called Revolver. Sadly, Rubber Soul split up, um, but Revolver is very, very good. They're pro musicians. The drummer, for instance, uh, was with Prism, and, uh, you know, they're just a terrific group of guys. But uh, it uh, takes place on the exact day, August 22nd, 50 years ago. Oh, my God. 50 years ago, to the day and to the hour. Uh, we will be performing at the Pacific National Exhibition. And there's no charge for the show because once you buy a ticket to the grounds, all shows are free. Wow. So we, we invite everybody out. You know, on that original show, there was Jackie DeShannon, uh, who had great hits, and she's the lady that wrote Betty Davis' Eyes. Um, she's a great songwriter, too. But she got up there and shimmy, shimmy shook. And then the Exciters, who had the original Do Wah Diddy before Manfred Mann, uh, followed by Bill Black's Combo and the Righteous Brothers. That was the lineup. And everybody said, oh, my God, they only did 27 minutes. Well, they only did half an hour anywhere they went because all the warm-up acts made up for it. And you got to remember, this was the early stages where they didn't have... Well, they had hits, but not as many to fill an hour or more. You see what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. Now, this was Empire Stadium in Vancouver, so that was the football field on the site?
1: Yeah, it was actually built for the 1954 uh, British Empire Games, where Landy and Bannister uh, hit the uh, four-minute mile. It was unbelievable.
0: Wow. And, of course, that field is no longer there, right? No, it's not there. Okay. Now, that night, we all know that the next day, the Beatles played at the Hollywood Bowl, but there was something that happened that night that you experienced. And, and as a big Beatle fan, I know all about it, but in your own words, tell us what happened that night, August twenty second,
1: 1964. Well, uh, I introduced the group. I get off the stage. I have video and all this, by the way. Oh, wow. And... Uh, Oh yeah, I had a friend film it all. Anyway, I come off the stage, and the the band's playing, but the crowd—I uh, mean—they're out of control. I'm, uh, you know, and and, and, and they're, they're young; they're teenagers. You know, this is before college people and the young adults discovered them, and that didn't happen until the uh, the uh, album Revolver. Uh, then, of course, they caught on went up. But this was just a mass of teenage girls and teenage guys, and it was Beatlemania. And it was crazy. It was the first uh, concert uh, they played in Canada, the first outdoor concert they played in North America, and I've got the uh, actual figures... 20,621 people was the largest crowd in that 64 tour. So Vancouver's quite the benchmark for all of those things. But anyway, back to the story. So they're singing along, and all of a sudden, Brian Epstein and the police inspector from the Vancouver Police Department, Bud Arrington, says, you've got to get up there and quiet this crowd down, or we're taking the Beatles off stage. And I said to Brian Epstein, their manager, I said, why? He said, you ever been to a British football game? I said, no. He said, people get trampled, they get smothered, and some die. I don't want a concert where the Beatles are on stage and someone gets killed. Get up there. That's your job. And the uh, police inspector said, you're the MC. Go do it. So I waited for the end of a song. I walk out on the stage, and John Lennon says, get the F off our stage. Nobody interrupts the Beatles. And... So I then walk over to him, and I'm yelling at him, and he's yelling at me. And the reason isn't, we're mad, but you couldn't hear anything over the crowd. And I'm saying, John, your manager, Brian Epstein, down at the foot of the stage, sent me up here. He looked down, and Brian's giving him the high sign, and he said, carry on, mate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, did he actually did? Did he have a smile on his face after that?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, John, you know what I learned out of that is in the, talking with him, he had bad eyesight, and when I showed him a picture of me with Buddy Holly, he was all fascinated by, you know, what was he like and all of that. I I, I know that uh, you know the Beatles and so many of the British acts were fans of uh, Buddy Holly. And I said, "But John, there's more than just his music you're interested in." He said, "Red, he be- became a star wearing glasses, and I should."
0: Yeah, it was after that I think he wore his famous glasses. Though, well,
1: he, his glasses beca- became very famous. Yeah, <laughs> the round, colored ones. Yeah,
0: he couldn't see and he couldn't hear.
1: No, he he had he had uh, problems, and he could be, he could be mercurial too. He could be happy one moment and nasty the next you ask anybody that met him that doesn't take away from his talent or i'm not criticizing him i'm just making the comment that was his personality
0: and it's funny that you mention outdoor because shea stadium wasn't until the following year
1: that's that's correct
0: so tell us how where can people find out more information about revolver playing this friday
1: well i've got a website and it's uh, red com, and uh, the pictures are up there they also made a commemorative um, a, a painting, actually, and there are prints available. We'll have them at the uh, at the fair. Of uh, the Beatles original poster, and uh, I'm behind it, and it's done by Glenn Green. It was created by Glenn, and who's Glenn? He's the one that created all of the uh, Canadian Winter Olympic coins, and he's now working on one for the. Um, a uh, Canada Mint, a whole series of coins. Very talented guy, and if you see it uh, on the screen, you've, I, I sent it to you, yes. and, and so you can show it. Uh, you'll, uh, you'll notice that uh, it looks like a photograph, <laughs> but it's a painting.
0: I couldn't believe it when I saw it. It was like absolutely incredible. And uh, yeah, you look a little different. <laughs> well, I was young there. What? <laughs> just a wee, just a wee wee bit.
1: Oh yeah, I bought a new iron to iron out the wrinkles. But go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, this is absolutely phenomenal. I wish I I could be in Vancouver on Friday, but hopefully there might be a recording of it, or I'm sure there'll be lots of postings on Facebook and and Twitter. Lots of information going. Along.
1: Absolutely.
0: Any idea how many people the place can fit, or?
1: Well, I I think the last time you we were there, there was about what seven or eight thousand. Quite a few. But the, the second time I did it, 19. Uh, no. Yeah, it would be uh, the 45th anniversary five years ago. We had 11,000 show up.
0: Wow, I remember. There were people as far as you can see, and I think that night it was actually raining.
1: That's right. Yeah. It doesn't deter people who are fans of good music
0: as long as the equipment doesn't get wet. No, it was an absolute uh, it was an absolute blast. And I do once again I want to thank you for taking that opportunity because as we were talking before we we started recording that I still recall shaking in my boots calling you asking you if you would be willing as Rubber Soul was selected to play at the PNE back in 2004, shaking in my boots asking the legendary Red Robinson, would you be willing to introduce our band? <laughs>
1: What, what, what's with the legendary? I go home and I'm treated just like anyone else in the house. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm sure the Beatles were a little fearful when they first started, but it was probably all that time that they spent in Hamburg, practicing that got them used to I agree to be on stage. with you, and,
1: and putting up with rowdy crowds too. That helps. <laughs> that helps forge steel. It's like you know, being under fire. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm sure there'll be some crowd control happening uh, on Friday.
1: Well. It, 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 <laughs> I think we learned a lesson, but <laughs> have we? Vancouver's notorious. I mean, there was a riot at Elvis, a riot with the Beatles, a riot here with the Rolling Stones, and uh, a, a recently, in recent years, a riot with the uh, with the Stanley Cup. You know, Vancouver, it's a frontier town, let's face it.
0: <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Well, Red, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. For everyone out there, visit redrobinson.com, and this Friday... August twenty second, two thousand and fourteen, to commemorate the Beatles' fiftieth anniversary of playing at the PNE Stadium.
1: Get there at seven thirty. The show starts.
0: All the best for Friday. Thanks. All bye-bye.
1: right, sir. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye.